Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. And it's our pleasure to welcome another celebrity who will be at the Invited Celebrity Classic. This will be beginning on April 21st at the Las Colinas Country Club in Irving, Texas. And it's going to be benefiting the Momentous Institute and also First Tee Dallas uh, as well. Derek Lowe, World Series champion, pitcher, and all-star joins us right now. Derek, it says invited Celebrity Classic. Is that to keep people from bombing in? Yeah, I know. It's, uh, I, I, it's funny you mentioned. I don't know the, uh, the meaning of it, but uh, as long as you got invited to the invited invitation, I think that's all we really care about. So uh, we look forward to it here in a couple weeks. All right. First, I got to get the uh, elephant out of the room, uh, Oakland athletics elephant out of the room as a as an Oakland guy who worked A's broadcast oh, for God. years. <laughs> I, I just got to get it out of the way. So you, you guys win the divisional series. You strike out T. Long. You're going to the ALCS. And you do a little gesture. And a lot of people got <laughs> irate. I know Tejada lost his mind. And then you said, hey, I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm doing. And then he goes, okay. Uh, you, I mean, it's funny. That's the first thing I thought of when I heard your name. Do people like me, they can't let it go? <laughs> the people in Oakland, I, yeah. I mean, we play with uh, Mark Mulder out in, uh, <laughs> in a lot of these events. And, uh, yeah, there is a backstory. So I closed game one, and they bunted. And they were a young, you know, vibrant team. And, you know, a couple of them ran by and had some choice words. And then I started game three, and he back up third base a couple times at Fenway and again you know you hear the words and it's something that obviously you regret doing it was a spontaneous oops the second you did it even before Jason got to me I'm like did I just really do that (laughs) and um so yeah it's so they had about four of them I can't remember all (laughs) we're outside of our uh clubhouse trying to get in to have little words with me but obviously with security they didn't make it in but uh yeah, it was definitely one of those things. It's like an emotional, like, oops. So, yeah. So I've able, I've actually seen numerous, uh, you know, Tim Hudson play with him in Atlanta. So we're able to bury the hatches, so to speak. But, yes, that wasn't one of my shining moments in my career, I can tell you that. Well, as I said 20 years ago, we but can. Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> well, I said 20 years ago, we can laugh about it now, which is nice. Um, and, uh, I mean, we, I always knew anyone who watched you pitch knew that you were a tall guy. Were you originally thinking about being a college basketball player? Yeah, it's, um, you know, I turned 50 this year, so it's a generational thing. You know, when we were kids, you played every sport knowing a man. You know, I grew up in Michigan, so you really couldn't play baseball year-round. So baseball is just a sport that we played. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I was wanting to play basketball. I was able to play golf and soccer when I was in high school and then baseball also, and then, Signed to play college basketball, and then uh, Seattle drafted me in the eighth round, and uh, I just, you know, said, what the hey, I'll just go, you know, give it a shot for two or three years. If it doesn't work, I'll go play college basketball again. And so, yeah, it was just a product of playing numerous sports back in the day, and um, unlike today where, you know, mo- most everyone's pretty much does one thing from age 10 and on, but um, so, yeah, it was just I got fortunate to get drafted, and um, didn't pitch a lot when I was a kid. I didn't. I didn't start pitching until I was, I think, fifteen or sixteen years old. So, um, came in relatively fresh arm and was able to make a, a decent career out of it. So, pretty happy with the choice, all in all. Well, you think about 
former Mariners who became great Red Sox. I mean, big poppies there. But and when the Mariners draft you and they try you at starter, obviously. Um, but the the trade you and Veritek for Heathcliff Slocum. I know a lot of Mariners fans. Yeah. That's the worst trade in Seattle history. <laughs> but I mean, it was. Um, I mean, the trades. I mean. Minor league trades happen all the time. Um, I think it was a byproduct of Lou Pinella because, you know, he wasn't the uh, – I, I mean, I, <clears throat> he didn't love young players, and, you know, he loved veteran guys. And so, I, I mean, at the time, Seattle was a, you know, a contending team and Boston was not. Um, there, was a lot of, there was a lot of talk around the trade deadline about Jason getting traded. And so I was just, a, you know, a late throw-in. And it's, it's a funny story because I talked to – um, Dan DeCette was a GM at the time, so Jason and I go back to the uh, hotel. So Jason gets on the phone, and I can see he's kind of perplexed with what's going on, and then I get on the phone, so we get off the phone. and So it's funny, Dan DeCette thought Jason was an overweight catcher, and Dan thought I was a left-handed pitcher. <laughs> so you don't always necessarily know what you're getting. But uh, it was a great opportunity for me because I was able to uh, you know, get my feet wet with Boston out of the bullpen my first two or three years. And, uh, you know, I... I Started in I think what ninety eight. I started off like zero and eight. They put me in the bullpen, rightfully so. And but no, again, those minor league trades happen all the time. It just happened to really work out really well for Jason and I. When you finally near the end of your career, you are on a, uh, the Yankees, and there have been guys who've done Boston. I just, what was your reception like at Fenway when you come back wearing the gray New York <laughs> uniform? Yeah, I was so useless at that point in my career. I don't think they even cared. I didn't pitch in the series. Um, <laughs> You know, I had just been released by Cleveland, so at that point, your career, you're just hanging on, you know, for dear life. And uh, so I came home for like three weeks, and then uh, they called and said, "Hey, we'd love to have you come up and pitch out of the bullpen." And you know, when you're 38, 39, you're pitching out of the bullpen as a long reliever, your career's not going the right direction. So, um, you know, it really didn't bother me. I don't think it bothered anybody because I had zero impact on the team in uh, in New York. But um, it was cool experience, you know, just kind of see how things are run on the other side. Um, you hear from a lot of people. I was always, I, to the day, still have a beard, so that was the biggest change, just going home and shaving before you go. Um, but, no, it, it, I enjoyed it, no doubt about it. But, again, I didn't really didn't, didn't pitch much there when I was there. Gotcha. Now, you mentioned Mulder, who I've had on the show many times, and he's a fantastic golfer. But you're no slouch yourself, so how do you think you're going to do here? Well, I... Yeah, I've won one of these, and it was last year in Orlando. Mark's won, I mean, a handful of them. Um, but Marty Fish, I think, uh, he's probably the most consistent of all of us. Um, it, it's just a lot of fun. I mean, this one's obviously unique when we play with the senior tour guys, and it's fun to kind of pick their brains when you play. And when Orlando, we play with the LPGA Tour. Um, so, it's just a blast. It's a great way for us to, you know, kind of connect and stay together. Um, so we just, it's it's really enjoyable. I mean, you're still nervous. It's all giddy up, you know, on the first tee. And, um, but no, I mean, I think everyone thinks you have a chance. I mean, you'd be kind of a fool to think you don't. But, you know, I think it, it, it's people shoot better scores than you, than you think we do. Um, I love the Stableford system because obviously once you get to double, you pick up. But, um but again, it's just great to see the guys and, and everyone still loves to compete, and we'll fight, we'll see you in two weeks. Last question for you. I'm sure you get asked this a lot. Your World Series ring is it in a safety deposit box or do you wear it to Seven <laughs> Eleven? 
now it's in the safety deposit <laughs> box. I hardly, I've worn it. I'm telling you, less than ten times because I got uh, my last year in was '04 with the Red Sox. We got the ring, but then I went to the Dodgers in '05, and so I felt kind of goofy walking into a new clubhouse with a ring. And so, I, only time I ever wear it is if I go back to Boston for some, in, you know, um, maybe go to a game or an event. But no, it's in a safety deposit box and. It's like I said. It's probably got some some dust on it, but uh, great moments for sure back in the day. There's no doubt about it. Derek Lowe, he was part of the team that ended that 86 year curse of the Bambino in Boston, and he will be at the Invited Celebrity Classic, Las Colinas Country Club, there in Irving, Texas, beginning on April 21st, benefiting the Momentus Institute and First Tee Dallas. Derek, thanks for being a good sport and coming on, man. Appreciate the baseball talk. You got. I appreciate it. Have a good day.